Hey there, good friends and city groupers uh, near and far. This is Oliver Wong. I'm here with my good friend. Chris Armfield. And uh, we're here to uh, set up this third edition of uh, Foundations Podcast. Foundations is a podcast designed to help city groups thrive and just stimulate discussion within the groups, um, really to set it for a great course of healthy community. We believe that community works, that isolation doesn't. Um, but even further than that, that God just doesn't give us friends just to, to be friends and laugh and have a good time, but then also God uh, really assigns friends and, and community around us so that we could help to hear God better and that we would not only encounter people, but encounter God better through community. That's our hope. That's our desire. So we're here, here today, um, among other topics, but this topic will be about Scripture specifically, about the Scriptures and how important the Scriptures are to um, fostering healthy community and healthy discipleship. So uh, before we get into all that, Chris, just wanted to get a check and a read on your day. Hopefully you're well, man. How are you? I am wonderful. I had one of my favorite meals on planet Earth with one of my favorite people on planet Earth today. That's a great combo. Yeah. Santa? Not Santa, <laughs> but on the topic of Santa, yeah. Timothy Bain. Okay, good. And on the topic of Timothy Bain, Thai food. Okay. Thai I'm, food. I'm already engaged. Now, he has never had me. Thai food. He had it for the first time today, and I asked him, have you been here? He starts opening the menu, and I said, man, have you ever eaten a Thai food meal? And he said, no, and I said, may I order for you? Because I think sometimes when you look at a menu, you can get some good descriptions, but especially like... I don't know if you experience this. I'm not just saying this because you're Asian, but sometimes <laughs> when you go to an Asian restaurant or Thai food restaurant, they just list some of the ingredients, right. and they don't like sauce it up like there is a succulent slab yeah. of grass-fed blah blah. It's just like chicken, uh, vegetables, mm. rice, mm-hmm. and curry. And uh, I knew that since Timothy's never experienced a meal from Thai food, that he might benefit from me ordering from him for mm. him so mm. that's what happened well, today go? i mean did he oh man it? well i i um thai food is is easily one of my favorite foods uh actually i've been i counted um i've brought about 174 people in greenville south carolina to thai food for the first time why because i love it i just yeah. love the food and i want people to experience it and you know what's fun is people are are usually pretty nervous about it like what am i doing well i like this is it going to be weird is it actual food or is it like cat food or is it an actual cat that's the meat you know just all these silly scenarios Mm. and uh their guard goes down when they smell it and their guard goes down when i describe things like here's what you're smelling here's what you're tasting and describe the ingredients but they're very quickly enjoying the meal Mm. the tastes of it all um so yeah I, I, i don't know to me it's it's like an experience um, together, more than just, hey, let's go get something to eat. Well, I appreciate you taking the time with us today, um, and I know just from our outline and conversating uh, earlier, this is going to help us in our conversation and enhance the conversation of, about Scripture, but really, I'm here today, and we're, we, we really just want to have a discussion about the topic of Scripture. Nine times out of ten, if you're in youth group and you get in a discipling conversation, the answer is like, well, I guess I should read more Scripture, and I, I, to be <laughs> honest, it's the truth. I mean, I don't know. if it it, it's, a, it's like a doctor saying, you know... I've got this issue, this ailment. It's always water. Drink more water is always a good thing. I would mm. say f- similarly with, with Scripture as well. But the, scri- the topic of Scripture, nine times out of ten, is the thing needed to be done. However, unfortunately, nine times out of ten, it can be really inaccessible. It can be really hard for people to approach the Scripture and not be intimidated or not feel lost or feel confused or misled. So um, we're just going to have a short amount of time to talk, but hopefully help to uh, navigate that a little bit. Chris, tell me... Um, what you think of in terms of a healthy approach to God's scriptures? Well, um, if I were to ever say a word like prophetic, here's what I mean by it. Uh, I think that God gives 
individual's understanding for a culture, for a moment, for a person. And I think just hearing you say something helped me understand a prophetic moment for the church and for City Lights as a little C church and big C church. Hmm. No one would go to a restaurant if it was just a bunch of menus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We go to restaurants because of meals. Yeah. And if a restaurant only had meals and didn't have menus, there's a high trust there. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm getting. I don't even know what to order, but I've heard it's good. Mm. Um, but when there is only menus, I, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going there. I don't want to just read about what might make a good meal or what good ingredients are in there. And, and just like that, unless there was a really high reputation of the meal I would get when I get to a place, I'd like to know what's in it. I, I do have some preferences. I'm not a huge fish fan because my wife doesn't eat it. Uh, and I, I usually have to order by cost. So I, I'd like to see a menu. I'd like to know some of the details. Mm-hmm. Oliver, what I'm describing right now is, is kind of a, a, a state of trouble for the church. Mm-hmm. You could go to some great churches, known as great churches in the city of Greenville, and I'll just be real straight for a moment. They basically only have menus. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. When the preacher's up there, he describes the ingredients better than ever. He, he tells you where the ingredients come from and the original ingredient and how it grows in the grass and, and how it got transported. And when you put that ingredient next to this ingredient, it makes this ingredient, and that's what Jesus was eating, and that's why he walked all these miles. And, and, and you know, all of a sudden, you're understanding the syntax or the language or the history or the academia side of, of the Bible. Uh, but you may end up with just, mm, I know more. Um, maybe worse yet, you learn a principle. Um, maybe worse than that, a law. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, all those things make you feel justified. Mm-hmm. I know more, so I'm more Christian. Uh, I have a principle to follow so that I have a guardrail. Mm-hmm. I have a law to obey and uphold and hold over other people, so I really must be part of God's people. And uh, I just, to me, the word meal and the word menu shouldn't be separated. Yeah. And we shouldn't have one without the other. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go to a restaurant with just me- meals, and I don't want to go to a restaurant with just menus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably rather go to the meal place than just the menu place, but I'd like both. Why mm-hmm. can't we have both? And maybe shouldn't we have both? I mean, didn't John didn't John record Jesus saying, hey, my father is seeking worshipers in spirit and mm-hmm. truth? Yeah, so, uh, and I think that's a, a good um, parallel of menu and meal. Mm. Yeah, so as I'm tracking with you in this illustration, um, I- I'm, I'm hearing you say that, you know, God's calling us to churches, to to a, to a church, to a local body, and and when we go there, um, you know, the culture there uh, can celebrate and should celebrate um, the Bible. Um, the Bible is God's written word. We understand it as uh, helpful for rebuking and correcting and training and righteousness and all these things from Timothy. Um, uh, but I'm hearing you say really uh, the way we look at the Bible, not only the Bible itself. If we go into church, is there a Bible? Yeah, of course, every church has a Bible. But then the decision of how do we look at that Bible? What glasses do we put on, so to speak, to read that Bible deeply impacts yeah. um, the way that we perceive it. So the two categories I'm hearing right now are menu and meal. And, mm-hmm. and for our understanding um, and vocabulary, as I kind of read you there, is principle, uh, studying the scriptures for principles, or uh, I would, not to put too many words there in your sentence, but not only reading for principle, but also reading for the person, mm-hmm. for an encounter with a person, mm-hmm. with the living God, not just reading about the ingredients, but enjoying, partaking, engaging, participating mm. in the person and the story the person is telling. So let's talk about the two categories there, uh, away from the analogy itself. But 
you know, tell me about what you mean by the menu of Scripture and what you mean by the meal of Scripture. So we're real clear on examples and definition of those two categories. Sure. Well, I think even as I've said it, I'm guessing some of our podcast listeners are going, oh my goodness, I've been in a menu culture my whole life, which has led to principles and it looks like religion. And if you're at City Lights for the last several months, you, you've heard us say that Jesus in these situations in John 3 and 4 is putting religion to death. So we religion kind of is a bad word in our culture because what that is is it's it, if you're just getting the menu and the details and the history and the context without the person, it's it's knowledge and knowledge biblically it tells us uh, knowledge puffs up. It makes us arrogant, self-dependent. Um, versus reading the Bible as a story, mm. uh, primarily God's story. Right. We've talked about the meta narrative of Scripture in a previous podcast. We have creation, we have fall, we have redemption and restoration, and realizing that we fit in that story. We're drawn to a person. So we might find a principle, but a principle tells us a lot what God's like to lead us into a relationship with Him, not just to do principles uh, for Him. Mm. That's, 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 not, that's not the trajectory of our faith. So uh, I, I would describe, if we're going to use this, this great picture that Jack Deere uh, taught me through when I was reading one of his books about menu and meal, menu is understanding the, the guts of Scripture, the details of Scripture, asking good, good questions, who wrote this, why they write it, who's it for, etc. Does the Holy Spirit use this to stir me? But asking Holy Spirit, what are you saying about you, mm-hmm. instead of what am I getting, what am I getting? Most people read the Scripture for what am I getting, what am I getting, what am I getting? Mm. Uh, you know, Oliver, for me... Uh, I. I became a Christian out of um, just self-centeredness and self-kingdom. And so when I became a follower of Christ, the first person to disciple me said, I want to challenge you to read the Bible every day. And uh, for the first 365 days of my faith with Jesus, I did read it every day. And uh, in that context, um, the Bible from that day to this day has always been a sweet thing to me. But I just want to speak to you listeners. For some of you, the Bible hasn't been that. It's mm-hmm. been a, if you do this, then you're Christian. For me, it was now you're Christian, you get to read this. And I, I recognize that's not a lot of people's experience, especially in the South. But I do believe a day is coming, and the day is now, that we, we put away the religion and we say, hey, those scriptures are sweet. But you might need to be starting to look for the meal with Jesus mm-hmm. instead of the menu about. And mm-hmm. I think that'll change for you. It's the same book. So uh, understanding it in that way, I also think that some churches, you know, I mentioned some churches are just menu churches. Some churches are meal churches. Right. Tell, let's uh, like, talk about that. Well, well about I, that. It, what's interesting is if you want to look at a, a, a menu church, you know, it's academic, high right. academic, no power, no faith, uh, not a lot of movement, but a lot of education. The other one, the meal church, is it's McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what I'm eating. Great. <laughs> you know, I, I watched a documentary on it, and even like their Egg McMuffins or um, whatever those things are, they're infused with flavor. But I don't even know what the actual physical thing is, but it's literally injected with flavor. And you mentioned, hey, churches have Bibles. They all do. No, I've visited some churches. They didn't open the Bible. But you know what? True. Heck of a meal. Yeah. I confess. uh, I went to McDonald's in the last month. There's my confession. Um, And you know what? The meal was really good. And I felt terrible 30 minutes later. Why? What's the deal? Because I don't know what I just ate, but it had a flavor that tasted good. You keep eating McDonald's and you don't know what you're eating with ingredients, mm-hmm. you'll get sick and die. You keep eating only ingredients that doesn't make a good meal, just ingredients, it's not going to be attractive. It's not going to produce life. So meals that aren't based on the truth of Scripture, 
experiences that aren't based on this truth of scripture that are that those things are united can lead to real trouble yeah. and just the the details of scripture without experience can lead to trouble so yeah. so what i just to be clear and I, I think you've been clear i'm hearing you say it's not one or the other it's the marriage between mm. the two we want to see churches that are restaurants that serve that have both menus and meals that's a functional restaurant yeah i'm lost without one or the other and one of the things uh, i think that is the healthy byproduct of that is that if i'm given a meal as well as given the uh, menu and even the instructions of how to make that meal. Yeah. The good thing about that is that it's not only just Friday night with my dinner reservations and my date that I can enjoy meals or for us a Sunday morning, but it's all the way through the week. Mm-hmm. I can take the ingredients home with me Absolutely. and cook at home. Yeah. And so um, I do want to talk about that though, because I think uh, there is a process to that and mm-hmm. that we can conceptualize that's a good idea, but sometimes there's details and, and, and uh, practicals that that either get in the way or help that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's talk about that process. A lot okay. of times I think it's easier to enjoy a meal that a pastor or preacher has prepared, but the idea of going home and really getting in the Word um, and, and, and finding God in that Scripture or meeting the person in the midst of the principles, to put it that way, um, mm. can be cumbersome, can be awkward, can be hard. Um, how, what do you see there? How, what do you tell uh, a person... Um, as your mentor told you and challenged you to read the Bible for 365 days, uh, what do you tell the person to open on day one or day five or day seven or day 25 when it gets a little bit harder and the inspiration's not so much there? Um, how do I approach the scriptures in a way that sets me up to recognize the principles but ultimately encounter the person? Mm. How do I do that? Uh, great question, Oliver. I would say first, foremost, and throughout, Holy Spirit, you are... Um, inside of me, and you're the one who's leading me, so please lead me into understanding about you mm. and your kingdom. Mm. Uh, hopefully that's our greatest desire as the church, and, and it, it ought to be. Um, not as like, it ought to be, you better do this, but ought to be as in that's that's actually how the kingdom of God works. The, the Holy Spirit is the power. He, he's the force. He's the guide. So first of all, our heart and mind posture, spirit, lead me. Uh, let me tell you, Oliver, if you saw my Bible over the last 15 years, you'd see my journal with it every time, mm-hmm. just about. And why? Well, because some days I wake up to read the Bible and I have zero interest. And I'll tell God, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I just don't want to read the Bible. I'm tired. I'm, I have a lot of my mind. And I, those days you'll see, I journal first and I just journal, Lord, this is on my mind. I'm stressed with this, but you're asking me a question about the Bible, but here's what's happened. I promise every time for me, just about, uh, as I'm journaling, my hunger starts to grow for the Bible yeah. because I'm, I'm getting out the stuff that I needed to talk to God about. And I felt a little unspiritual. Like, I can't believe I have to talk. I, w- I should be reading the Bible, but that stuff's just the world lie. And then I open the scriptures and I think, you know, if you're listening, could we, could we just throw off the expectations of what I'm supposed to do when I get in there? Like mm. one chapter, one verse, the whole right. book and all like, stop it. Those are like principles that someone may have told you. It's a relationship. Yeah. If I'm really obedient when I read the scriptures, sometimes what I find is that when I'm reading the scriptures, Jesus says, you know, I read four words and he says, that's, I just want to talk to you about that. Am I hearing an audible voice? No. But if I'm listening, mm. I look and I go, whoa, what does that mean? What does that mean for me? Are you talking to me? Does this is this for my marriage, etc.? You know, um, so I think that when we when we hear a pastor like you mentioned and they're sharing the meal, we want to eat like that. Right. But uh, I hope we want to eat like that. A lot of us want to just keep going back to that quote restaurant. But eventually, when I see a great relationship or a great marriage, it made me want to get married someday. Mm. And, and God wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you, and He's going to use the scriptures to help guide you into relationship, not principle. Right. 
Yeah, as encouragement to you, uh, man, I just think um, you do a great job. I've seen your Bible and, of course, seen you preach. And um, I do uh, love and get a sense that I'm sitting in front of both the menu and the meal together. So I want to encourage you in that. And I do sense that you're sharing your heart up there, that you're not just sharing a stale old thought or a systematic viewpoint, but you're sharing um, principles in the midst of having an encounter. I don't, I've never seen you preach before not having had an encounter with a person. Um, and that's encouraging to me and I, and I think encouraging to all of us as well. Um, so, Chris, as you talk about um, the menu and the meal uh, and people and the person of Jesus and principles, um, uh, I think that one of the ways that we can practically go about trying to just pursue the person of Jesus in the midst of principles of the Bible um, is that it starts with the basis that we learn about people through story, you know, that the Bible mm-hmm. ultimately 80% is a story. It's not, it's 20% proposition, but most of it is a narrative. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's an advantage to us. As we talk about how are we going to be stimulated by the scripture, not bored, and how are we going to have access to it? I immediately think of this issue of story and how, you know, innately drawn we are to stories. We love movies. We love television shows. We love books with great stories in them. And I think the reason why that is, is because stories aren't static. Stories aren't just mm. facts that we observe. They are dramas that we are participating in. Mm-hmm. And in some way, I really, I mean, I think the statistics would show, you know, the movies that we enjoy, whether it's guy movies or girl movies or kids movies, um, they're enjoyed because not we're just observing Gladiator or observing Braveheart, but because in some ways we want to be like Maximus, you know, like that we want to be William Wallace and yeah. we find the hopes and the desires and the, and the hurts and the pain um, mm. in, in empathy with these characters. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that that's to our advantage when we read the scriptures. I think that when we see the Bible as 80% narrative and as a story, we have a, an invitation really, not just to observe the story, but to participate. And so for example, mm-hmm. like last Sunday when I was preaching about the woman at the well, I think that I have two choices. I think that I can approach that story and think that's a woman at another time, in another place encountering a God that is somewhere else. Or I think there's a really powerful invitation that says, no, that woman is me. Yeah. And that God is inviting me not only to observe but to participate and to have a conversation with him at the well. And so mm-hmm. I think if we put those glasses on and we, we ask ourselves not just what is the static principle that I can gain or moral of this story, but to back up and say, but what's the story? Yeah. Who are the characters and how would it feel to be in that story? What would it be like to be Moses or to be Joshua or Caleb or Deborah or Ruth or Paul or Barnabas or any of these people. And I think when we see it as a story, we get invited into it rather than participate. So I think that's a really uh, a practical way that we can, um, we can engage the Bible. That's about um, all the time that we have today. But here are just a couple of takeaways um, that I heard from our conversation. Number one is that um, we need both. We need meal and menu. That's we right. don't just need person and fast food. We need principle. You know, we, we build our, our house, the wise man built his house on the principles of God. Um, and, and then he met in the house with the person of Jesus. Yeah. And so we want to have a mixture of those two things. And so uh, I hear that. And then the second thing that I hear um, is that really it's not the Bible itself um, which dictates our encounter with it. It's the glasses we put on or the posture we take. And when we approach the scriptures trying to find principles, we shouldn't be surprised if that's what our note says. But yeah. I think that things are going to change for you tomorrow or are changing for you today as you open up the scripture and don't ask just the question, what are the principles? But you ask the question, how can I find the person? How can I have an encounter with the person? And I think the way that we lens our uh, scripture time really impacts the fruit that we see from it. So I think point one is let's keep the menu and the meal together. Um, Point two is let's approach the scriptures um, with the question, um, how can I meet with him? How can I encounter with him? And then third, I think 
Um, one of the ways that we can do that on scriptures that are a little harder to uh, connect with or are a little drier, um, I think we need to go back to this issue of story and think, how does this fit in the overarching meta narrative? Mm. Um, sometimes we have a, we're seeing that little glimpse of Leviticus, which seems boring, but when we see the bigger picture of how the law paints into the gospel and how Jesus overcame the law so we can meet with him, then it begins to have a leverage and a context by which we can connect and participate with the story. So those are mm-hmm. the things that I take away. But the biggest thing, guys, is that um, we want we want community to be based on God's word, both his his written Logos word and his Rhema word that he's speaking now. And we want to have people encountering uh, his truth and his person. Mm. So um, that's my encouragement as, as, as I send you today, as you go off into groups, my prayer is that we're going to gather, we're going to bring our Bible, we're going to have our pen, we're going to be ready to learn about principles. We're also going to have an encounter with a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the question that you're going to hear in, in city groups every single week is this question, what's stirring in you? What's stirring in you? Which doesn't mean what are you learning? What are you? What's your mental kind of principle that you've come away with that you could fit on a fortune cookie or put on a tweet, but but what's that encounter like? What was it like to talk to Jesus this week uh, through the sermon, through your personal reading time? And that's the question that's going to come up. And so when you hear that question, be prepared, not to just to share the, the, the menu you've been reading, but with the mm-hmm. meal as well, the yeah. content, what it tastes like, what it felt like, and how it mm. changed your heart. Because I really do think that's what Spirit and Truth Worship is all about. So bless you this week. Um, just Just praying for you. And uh, knowing that Jesus is, uh, is, is enough and he's going to speak to us individually and in, in groups. Amen. Adios.